Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. What is going on, everybody? Welcome, welcome, welcome back to another edition of the John and Randall Show. I'm John Avino, and with me, as always, is my main man down in Florida. What's going on, Randall? John, we're both doing something that I never thought would happen, and that both of us recorded from the car. We're on the go today, baby. It's just a matter of necessity. Uh, busy schedules, busy lives for Randall and I, but no reason we can't bring you the goodness here anyway. So we're getting it in when we can get it in. And uh, Randall, it's raining up here today. It's still in the 60s, so not too cool. Uh, but I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not dampened. My mood is not dampened, even though the rain is happening, because we're able to record today. No, I'm, 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 I'm glad, you know, I'm ready. I'm ready for us to have a great show, for we always do. We absolutely always do. Um, let's uh, let's jump in, I guess, right away then, because you and I will be recording the picks a little bit later on. So we'll recap all that a little bit later on. Um, and you know, we don't normally mention much of anything other than the NFL these days. MLB playoffs are off and running. The Yankees game two was rained out tonight, uh, but we've got plenty of football to discuss here. And uh, we can start off with that Thursday night game last week. We recorded before that game, a couple hours before the Colts and Broncos game last week. And they may have played the worst football game that we'll see all year from anybody. Uh, Ended up going overtime. Ended up as a win for uh, the Colts over the Broncos in Denver. And, I mean, Randall, when you look at this game, what did you take out of it? I mean... Do you think the Colts are going to get things figured out and they grind out a win here? Do you think the Broncos are just really bad and didn't really have an opportunity to put points on the board because their offense is overrated? I mean, they had opportunities to put points on the board. There was a couple missed drop touchdown passes, at least one, really. Yeah. And, I mean, Russell Wilson, he missed – guys that were wide open in the end zone numerous times where he didn't see the read or he was just late getting the ball there. I mean, they're both bad. <laughs> like, let's just say that. They are both bad. That was the craziest, brutalest game to watch. Um, but they're both bad. Russell Wilson is bad. Matt Ryan is bad. Um, the defenses were good, I guess, but was that because they were both going up against bad, bad, bad? I don't know. Uh, but they were they were both very bad. Well, yeah, and, I mean, you mentioned the defense, but at the end of the day, like, these are two teams that really, if you look at it and look at their schedule so far, and you can kind of throw that Colts game against the Chiefs out the window because it was such, a, such an anomaly in the rest of the way their season's gone. But, I mean, both of these offenses have struggled big time before this game. So... To me, it just looked like, okay, the defenses were just taking advantage of the fact that neither offense 
was able to, you know, to make it their game. And at the end of the day, it just turned into a dud of a game. I mean, it was maybe one of the worst football games I've, I remember watching, uh, you know, in a long time. I can't tell you, you know, any other bad ones off the top of my head. But that one, I remember sitting there the whole game with a couple buddies just thinking, when is this thing going to get good? And it, you had the famous line from Al Michaels. I'm not sure if you heard it or not, where he said to Kirk Herbstreit, this game is so bad, it's almost good. And, and then he said, no, oh, no, it's a bad Yeah, no, Kirk Herbstreit was quick to, to shut that down and say, no, you're wrong, it's just bad. But, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think it was. Uh, it's, it's a real shame that Russell Wilson is getting all this money from the Broncos and that he doesn't look like he's – He's performing, and I don't know if things are going to turn around, but obviously there's going to be high demand there. Uh, Nathaniel Hackett looks like he's certainly not cut out for it right now, but obviously things can change. So I don't know. There's a lot of question marks with the Broncos, but I thought this was going to be a layup for them at home. Uh, you know, I, I bet them. I bet them live a couple times too, thinking they would come back and cover and even like win the game at one point when they were behind, but it just didn't happen. And I mean, the Colts can only do what they can do. They won the game. Frank Reich said so after the game. He said it wasn't the prettiest win, but a win is a win. We'll worry about the offense tomorrow. So, you know, give the Colts credit for that one. Uh, all right, so let's jump to, to Sunday then. And we had the Giants and Packers game in London. And this one was, I don't know if I'd call it a surprise now because we've seen the Giants kind of do this. They're 4-1. and one. And the Packers, on the other hand, have looked a little iffy so far this season. Obviously, their offense is... Is, uh, is struggling to get going without a lot of the receivers they've had the last few years. Uh, but, I mean, were you surprised to see the Giants uh, go back and forth with the Packers, even though they, they also lost Saquon Barkley for a little while in this game on a crucial drive? He did come back in, but uh, were you surprised at all by the Giants continuing to roll 4-1 and one now under Brian Dable? Yes and no. I mean, yes, I was kind of shocked that they came back to um, but uh, was I shocked at the beginning of the game? No, because I, I, I technically did pick them in a game. Uh, maybe not in our picks, but I did pick them in a parlay that I told you about, John. Uh, so I did have the Giants. I was rooting for the Giants. It's just Green Bay, they're, they're bad too. I mean, after watching how they played against New England, and I saw the way everything was going, I'm like, you know what? Giants don't have any wide receivers. All their wide receivers are healthy. Somehow, this, this is going to be a miracle game for them. And sure enough, it was. I mean, everything after the first quarter really went in their favor. They made some great plays. Saquon Barkley played great. I mean, one key advantage I think that the Giants had over Green Bay is Brian Gable. He is an amazing coach. I mean, he came over from Buffalo, right? He was offensive coordinator there. So he he knows how to get an offense moving in, and he knows how to use Daniel Jones properly, use Saquon Barkley properly. Um, and I honestly think that I, I still don't know if the Giants are legit, but I mean they're four and one. That's 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 legit enough for at least right now, right? Yeah, no, I, it's you're you're right in everything you just said. I think Matt Lafleur, the coach for the Packers, you know, if you look at his numbers, his first few years they're great, but you know, it almost it almost you know puts into question. Okay, so how much of it is him? How much is coaching? And then how much has been the Aaron Rodgers effect and Devontae Adams effect, who's no longer there? And you know, what are they uh, with an average NFL coach? 
you know, even with Aaron Rodgers still there and, and some of the other guys, uh, you know, they still have a good running game, but their receivers is just such a question mark. Their defense has been iffy as well. And for the Giants, I mean, Brian Dable just looks like a very competent coach, which I think is number one what you're going for when when you try to hire these guys. And, you know, he's been able to take a roster that everybody would agree, I think, is mediocre at best and get four wins in their five uh, first five games. So uh, that's no small feat. You know, I think I think Brian Dable and, and you know, the people he's brought in to, to put in place have, have done what they need to do so far. Um, and I honestly think that the Giants are going to be better than we thought they were this year. Not saying they're going to go win the Super Bowl or even make a playoff run or even make the playoffs for that matter because the division they're in is apparently really good. We've seen the Cowboys and Eagles play very well as well. Uh, but I think that they are way ahead of their schedule with the rebuild. And I think if you're a Giants fan, you have to be thrilled with the fact that Dable has come in, he's gotten something out of these guys. And I think what it does is it tells you and lets you know that, hey, even if he has Daniel Jones, which the jury was out on him coming into this year, whether he was a good quarterback or was going to stick it in the NFL, even if I have a guy like that, he can win. So now the question becomes, okay, like, what do they do to upgrade the positions around him? What do they do to even upgrade that position if it doesn't work out? But they're definitely off to the right start with this rebuild. So everything's been good. And, and I think John, it comes down to, too, like, because I had questions about Daniel Jones as well, you know, and, and I, I doubted his ability. But I think if you have playing a good defense and good running game, your, your, your quarterback doesn't have to be the best. I think we're seeing that with Cooper Cooper Rush a little bit as well, you know. Can you not turn the ball over? Can you make the, the easy play? You know, are you, are you able to make a good read? Can you, when you need to just make a play here and there, and I, and I think if Daniel Jones can do that, he doesn't need to be a top-tier quarterback. Yes, obviously being a top-tier quarterback is going to help you win more games. But I think and a good system, the head coach that knows his offense. I mean, look what he's done with Josh Allen. I, I think Daniel Jones is in a great spot to grow and become a top quarterback in, in, in that division. Yeah, I think you're you're not wrong. I think before this year, everybody would have said that's crazy. Uh, you know, he's already shown us for a few years that he can't stick it. I mean, this kid's been around for a year, few years now. He was on the roster when Eli Manning was still there, so. Uh, you know, they, they obviously trusted him when they drafted him. It wasn't the same people who drafted him, but Dayball's come in and gotten the most out of him. I think that's all he could ask for for right now. So, All right, so uh, let's move on to the next game now. And we don't have to go through every game. We don't have to spend too much time on this game either, Randall, because it was a bloodbath. But the Steelers, man, 38-3 to up in Buffalo. They went up there last year and with Ben Roethlisberger were able to win that game in that environment. But... I mean, this Steelers team, I've never seen the Steelers reel in this bad, or as I can remember. Obviously, Bill Cower was the coach uh, when I first was getting into football. It's been Tomlin for a long time now since. Uh, but, I mean, this what's what's worse? The Steelers? Are they are they the worst team in the league? They might I don't be. know about that. I want to see them play Baker Mayfield or the Carolina Panthers first. He's not even playing uh, right now. Baker Mayfield, he's going to be out, but yeah. Exactly, so that's what I'm saying. I feel like the, the Panthers are better with without them than, than with them. Um, but, I mean, it, it makes sense why they're the worst, but I also, it does make sense. I mean, they haven't won a game when T.J. Watt is out. 
You know, that's that simple. Like, T.J. Watt is a key. It's, it's crazy how much of an impact that man makes, just one player on the defensive side, that they are literally, I think, like 0-8, 0-9 when he does not play. Yeah. Now, on the offensive side, you have a great running back in Najee Harris. You have great, one of the best wide receivers in the NFL. And, I mean, their whole lineup is just stacked on the offensive side besides the quarterback, obviously. Um, but, yet, they're not winning. They're getting blown out. They're losing the team. You know, they shouldn't be. They, they should have lost to the Bengals. They're lucky they even have a win right now, John. Yeah. I know. I, that's that's what I thought of is, like, they should be 0-5 if you really boil it down to and you look at all their games. Uh, and, I mean, it's not good. It's just not good. And, like, you know, they've they've never been under 500 under Mike Tomlin, which it seems like right now it's destined to happen this year. I mean, they're not – they've got one win. They've got four losses. So they would have to uh, go 8 and – what, 8 and 4 over their last 12 games to avoid that fate, which I don't know if that's – possible or not and I'm sure that's not even something they're thinking about because right now they're probably just trying to take it day by day and get Kenny Pickett uh you know up to speed as much as they can and hope that he can progress did you were you able to see any of him do you think he's going to end up being you know a very a good quarterback and, and Pittsburgh's gonna be happy they took him I, I didn't get to see any of the game really besides him get wanting to fight with a defensive lineman that was three times the size of him so yeah. a little bit of a late tackle, I guess, or whatever. Um, but, I mean, from the Jets game, he looked pretty decent. I didn't get to see, like I said, this game. But, I mean, it seems like he has some of his favorite targets already that I'd like to throw to. But it's, it's a learning process for him. I mean, if they can get him, they have a record under 500 this year. But they're able to at least get him a game rep at NFL. That way, by next year, he's good to go. Um, then I think that solves their problem because I mean, I think I think he he has potential. But he, the team likes him. It seems like, uh, and with with the wide receiving core that they have, I mean, Najee Harris has to step up on the running side. But John, I think next year is going to be their year. I think next year they get back to where they they normally play. This year, though, it, it, it's going to continue to be brutal. I think. Yeah, I mean, they, they're going to have to figure things out quickly, like I said, if they want it to be this year that, that things get together. But, yeah, it's uh, I, I, I do agree. I think if Penny Pickett can progress enough this year that going into next year you're confident about him and how this team looks, then I think uh, I think you'll be good. So, you know, hopefully for their sake it's, it's a short rebuild. But the rebuild is certainly on in Pittsburgh, which is not always the case for them. They're usually a contending team year after year. So, just something different to see from them. Uh, the Patriots, man, they laid a smack down on the Lions. And, uh, I mean, I you know, Jared Goff have been playing unbelievably this year. The Lions offense, it looked really good. Even the week that they had all those guys out, DJ Chark, Amon Ross St. Brown, uh, you know, DJ Swift, or uh, DeAndre Swift, sorry, all missing the same game. They still looked really good. And then this past weekend, they hit the Patriots. And, you know, I'm still not convinced that New England is – is going to be a playoff team this year like you might be or, you know, that the defense is any good or whatever. I don't know if you even think that at all because I'm sure I'll hear it from you now, but this performance from the Patriots certainly had to at least make Patriot fans feel a little bit better about the way this year has gone so far, although you have the Jared Goff factor. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early 
so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. He's never played well against Bill Belichick. Yeah, I mean, uh, what's he, one and two now against Bill? I mean, I, I don't think that, I think the defense stepped up. I mean, they, they, they held him 0 for 6 on fourth down. 0 yeah. for 6 on fourth down. So, I mean, that, that that's something that's a very positive note to have. Um, on the offensive side of things, I mean, Patriots have probably one of the best kickers in the NFL besides Jerry Tucker, I mean. Uh, Justin Tucker. I mean, this dude did not miss within 50 yards. I mean, luckily he's now at a 50, 51, 52 straight in a row inside 50 and full fifth hit, uh, which is just insane. However, field goals aren't going to win you games eventually. I love, love, love the fantasy staff. Love them. I mean, he made some great throws. Again, the one interception he had, not his fault. It literally went right through the, the guy's hands on. Actually, no, it was like it got stripped from him, man. It was, it was a weird play. Yeah. It got stripped from, like, the wide receiver, and they called it interception, whatever. Um, but I like the way he plays. I still think that they're being a little protective on the offensive side. I want to see them get some, the ball rolling a little bit. But at the end of the day, they won. They blew them out. And, you know, I'm happy with that. They can be conservative. March down a little, get points, march down, get points. As long as they're getting points, I'll be happy, I guess. Um, but I'm still not, not oversold. I mean, they're an underdog going into Cleveland next week, which I think they should, or this week, which I think they should win. But I'm, I'm not going to be satisfied until the back end of the schedule because they have an easy, easy next, like, six games job. Like, I'm, I'm talking, like, under 500 for every, the next six teams. Yeah. Um, so those, those should be wins, even though you're a bad team. They, they should be wins. Yeah, I think it starts with this weekend, obviously, which we can talk a little bit more about in a few minutes. But the, the this is a big one. I mean, the Browns and the uh, the uh, Patriots is a big one because both I think these teams are looking at very similar points in their season where. Uh, they're both looking at the other team they're about to play this weekend thinking we can beat this team and this could get us going in the right direction. Um, you know, I don't know necessarily if the Browns are going to come to be able to, to beat them because the Patriots last year, if I remember correctly, had a really easy time beating the Browns. Um, obviously, it's a little bit yeah, different. Yeah, that's because Baker Mayfield was the quarterback. That's because Baker Mayfield was the quarterback. This year is different. I mean, Jacoby said that he's been playing the best, but the funny thing is Nick Chubb is on a whole other level right now. Yeah. And so, I mean, and then you have Kareem Hunt, who's as good as any number two, uh, if not better than any number two running back in the league. So that's a that's a tough one to punch. And then 
Oh, by the way, at receiver, they have Amari Cooper. You know, they have guys who can make some plays. Uh, you know, they're not littered with wide receivers or, you know, even tight end. Joku's pretty good, but, um, you know, it's only so much. And I don't know. I think it's going to be interesting, obviously, Brissett coming from the Patriots originally. It's been a long time since he played there, but, um, but you know, it's at this point, Bill, I think he still knows him pretty well, even if he's gone through a different couple of, uh, like a few different, um, you know, systems since he left New England, but I think uh, it's going to be a good game. I don't know necessarily that either one of these teams rolls over the other. I did see the Cleveland, like you said, it's a couple-point favorite. Um, but, yeah, we'll, we'll see about that. We'll obviously talk about it a little bit more when we make our picks because I'm sure you'll fucking you'll, – uh, you'll, you'll pick the Patriots like you always do. Um, yeah. Anything, anything else you want to say about their win over the Lions before we move on? No, I mean, that made me happy. That's all that matters. It made me happy. I like the way they played. They shut a team out. And that's all that part you. They shut a team out, the highest scoring team in the league. Um, so the defense really stepped up and the offense put points on. Yeah. End of story. Yep. Vikings, uh, they took care of the Bears like they should have. It was a little bit closer of a game than people thought it would be. The Chargers, same thing with them on the road with the Browns. They had to come back uh, from a deficit to win that one. They won 30-28. to 28. Uh, the Saints beat the Seahawks at home in a game that had a lot of points. The Dolphins and the Jets, Randall. Let's talk about your AFC East friends. The Jets are, I think, quickly becoming one of those teams that, while you don't necessarily look at them either and say, man, they're littered with, uh, you know, offensive weapons or even, you know, we don't really know much about Zach Wilson yet, but I will say this. They're getting the most of the roster this season so far, and they've been tough on teams. I know the Dolphins had Teddy Bridgewater get hurt literally on, like, the first play of the game and brought in some guy who got drafted this year who we never heard of, uh, most of us have never heard of. But, uh, you know, this was a 40-point performance from a Jets team that has struggled to put points on the boards the last few years. So what did you think of the Jets and Dolphins, uh, and do you think this Jets team is on to something? We'll find out this weekend if the Jets team is on to something. I'm not saying anything yet. I don't think I think this Miami team is overrated. I think that their other win against Pittsburgh was it's against Pittsburgh, right? Um, if they can beat a bad Green Bay team, yes, it's a bad Green Bay team. But you're going on the road. I still think beating a bad Green Bay team is better than beating a bad any other team, you know, better. It, 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 has it still, has, it still has the name recognition, the notoriety, even if Green Bay's not that great. So, they still have number 12 over there, you know what I mean? Exactly, exactly. However, I will say a little side note. Um, I ended up picking up Teddy Bridgewater in fantasy this past week, um, and that did not. I lost by 10 points. I should have won had I played uh, Aaron Rodgers or Derek Carr. Yeah. Um, and I, I thought, I'm like, yeah, he's playing the Jets. He looked good against Cincinnati. I'm going to, he's going to, because I was playing a good team. I'm like, I need like 25, 30 points. I think Bridgewater can get that for me, especially if he runs a little too. And of course, first play of the game, he gets out, and I'm like, oh boy, this is going to be bad. And you know what? turns up it was because the other guy I was going up against had Dallas defense too. Had he had any other defense I probably would have won but you know <laughs> double whammy. Double, double whammy for that. Um, but yeah, no, I mean I, I think I think Miami is overrated a little bit right now until Tua comes back. Yeah, I mean they started out quick and hot obviously and 
you know, they beat, um, you know, they beat the Patriots and who else did they beat early on that everybody was like, oh, Mike McDaniel, his first couple of wins are against, you know, these great Buffalo. coaches. Yeah, Buffalo. Buffalo. Yeah, and, uh, and, he, and all of a sudden it was like, well, Mike McDaniel and the, this Dolphins team might be onto something, but I don't know. They, they're interesting to me because, um, you know, Tua, obviously that whole situation was weird. You know, we got a pretty, we had a pretty nice debate on it to start the show last week about, you know, the whole situation with his concussion, but now, you know, when is he going to be back? What is he going to look like when he comes back? And, uh, and what are they going to do afterwards? And they're, you know, obviously in a division that at least to this point has played a little bit tougher than maybe they thought it was going to be thought maybe the bills would be good. Obviously planned on them being good. They're the Super Bowl favorites, but I don't know necessarily the dolphins thought that they'd be sitting here looking down and thinking the Patriots and jets are both going to be legitimate threats this year. And I'm not saying they all are, but they're right there in the wind column now. It's pretty close. So uh, it's going to sure, certainly be an uh, interesting division to see how it shakes out. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's close now. It's close now, but it's, again, it's only a month in, right? It's only five games in. I mean, they go another five. It's going to start that the, the good teams are going to really start to separate themselves, I believe. And so I don't, I don't think the Bills are worried at all. I think they're going to still win the division easily. Yeah. Uh, they should. They're clearly the biggest favorites. It's just going to be interesting to see what happens two through four, and if any of those teams can make the playoffs, uh, we'll see. But uh, let's let's go from the AFC East to your former quarterback in the AFC East and the and the uh, Patriots, Tom Brady. He threw for three hundred fifty yards. They beat the Falcons the other day, uh, but there was that big controversial roughing the passer call at the end of the game, Randall, that nobody liked. Um, and it helped Tom Brady out. And at the end of the day, it's just going to be looked at again like the GOAT's getting some help. What did you make of it in, in this game? You know, there was a stat I saw the other day. Um, I know exactly showed, what you're going to say. Uh, yep, that showed the amount of rough in the passing passer calls Tom Brady versus other people have gotten. And he's on the bottom of the list, John. So He's on the bottom of the list. Yeah, I, And you know what? That was the worst call, and it was a horrible call for 24 hours until we saw the next game going on. Yeah, and I know. then we saw that ball of uh, roughing the passer on uh, Derek when David Carr got Derek. Yeah, yeah. It's um, look. It's I, just real quick, just so you because I I did see the thing you're referring to, and that stat I believe what it was. It showed. Like the time frame that Brady has had a certain number of of, of roughing the passer calls um, over, and he's still got quite a few. I mean, he's close to thirty, I think the number was. Uh, but then the rest of the list is what's interesting because I think somebody else had had just as many or just fewer than him in less games, and then like Mahomes and Josh Allen both had less than than Brady, but it was like they already both had like 19 or 20 and they've been playing for significantly less time. So I, I see the point that you were getting at there. Um, but, and you're right in saying that the one the next day was probably even worse on Derek Carr. Uh, the only thing that's different is for the chiefs. It didn't end up mattering. They won the game anyway. Uh, for the Falcons, it obviously did matter. They lost the game by six points. So it was a big deal for them, but I mean, what can you do? This is just what happens. It doesn't matter how egregious it is. 
they're looking for certain things and they throw the flag. So I, I don't know. It's just tough because it's, I mean, that one on Monday was really bad. I mean, the Brady one was bad, but the one Monday, you could argue the point that the ball was coming out before the you know, car was even halfway down and then they call it anyway. So I don't know. I don't know what to do with the whole roughing the passer thing, but uh, the Bucks prevailed. They won the game, Randall, so it worked out for them. Yeah, I mean, and who's to say that Atlanta was going to go down and score a touchdown with the remaining time and everything like that, you know? I mean, they did put up 15 points in the fourth quarter, unanswered. Um, but then again, they still had they, – they missed out on the shot, essentially. They missed out on a shot to, 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 to win the game. Yep. Um, Titans beat the Commanders. Texans beat the Jags, which was a surprising result. You and I have been high on the Jags so far this season to start the year, uh, and then they kind of got hit in the face. It wasn't, I mean, not hit in the face, not the right way to say it, but they only scored six points offensively uh, at home, and then the Texans scored 13 to beat them by a touchdown. So my question to you is, do you think this is just a a freak game for the Jags? Are you still in on them right now if you ever were in on them? I think you've been kind of with me thinking that you, you like the Jags, what they've done so far this year. Uh, but where do you? What do you think after this most recent game? I, I I was on the Jags, and now all of a sudden I'm off the Jags. I'm like, well, what's going on? Like, just all of a sudden, Carson went. Uh, not Carson, but um, Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence. Yep. Trevor Lawrence. The last two games, he just cannot. He, he's turned the ball over way too much. Just turnovers, 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 and and that's not going to win you games. Not going to win you games, and he looks horrible right now. Yeah, and I would like to think that I uh, played a part in him playing bad this week, this week in particular, because as you know, and as I've discussed with the listeners, I'm in a guillotine fantasy football league this year, and I'm pretty sure I put the curse on the quarterbacks, man, because out of the gate, I had Matt Ryan, and he was pretty bad the first couple weeks, so eventually I started to look for another option. I turned up on Tua after the game, and I think I told you this, after the game that he got hurt initially for the Thursday night game, I had him started, and then we know what happened. And then who did I pick up this week to start a quarterback for me? Trevor Lawrence. And he ends up going out there and having a pretty bad game. So I'd like to think that I am having a reverse jinx effect on quarterbacks this year based on who I start in my guillotine league. Real. <laughs> That's all you have? That's all you have to say? Brutal. That's all I can say, John. Is that is brutal. I'm sorry. I mean, no, it's all right. Brutal. It's all right. What can you do? Uh, one of these weeks, I'll figure it out. Rolling with Trevor Lawrence again this week because I feel like he's got a good matchup with the Colts. But I could come back to eat those words. Um, the 49ers beat the Panthers pretty handily. Baker Mayfield hurt. He's going to be out for a bit now. Uh, but the 49ers rolled over them by 22 points. I, you know, I, I figure we always check in with all your guys, so let's check in with Jimmy G now. How do you feel about Jimmy G this week? I feel he is what he is with a bump 70% win percentage now in his career. The dude's a winner. He's got the starting role over in San Francisco. He better watch out. That team better watch out because that man's about to get a nice contract again. And next thing you know, that backup quarterback role isn't going to be his. It's going to be that guy that was QB number one to start the year. I mean, I think he's going to get a contract if, yeah, he's probably going to get a contract either way as long as he doesn't play terribly, which he's not. And obviously they keep winning, which 
goes right into the point that his win percentage is up over 70% or near it for his career, which is just wild. Uh, but he was really good in this game. And not that he's been bad in the other ones. He's been good, you know, since he's come in. He was 18 of 30, 250 yards, a couple touchdowns, didn't have an interception. So, I mean, he's going to do things that are going to win football games for that team. Uh, but it's it, to me, it's just so weird that, I, you know, I feel better, and I think you're probably the same way too. And I know at the beginning of the year I was maybe not all the way this way. Um, because I clearly argued on Trey Lance's behalf a little bit, but... Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I just feel like they're more of a sure thing when Jimmy Garoppolo is playing quarterback. Like, I don't know what it is, but, like, I feel like when I see the 49ers and they're playing a team like Carolina, which to me is a walkover right now, they should win, and they should win handily, and I feel even more confident about it when Jimmy G's the guy under center. I don't know what it is. He's aware. He has that presence, that aura about him. He knows how to lead the team. He, he, he's a great player. He plays. He's a winner, right? And I'm, I'm, I wouldn't be shocked if they win the division and if they go on to the championship game again. I would not be shocked. Yeah, I'm not ready to concede the division yet, but if we get to a certain point and the Rams still look bad and the 49ers continue to do what they're doing, it's going to be hard not to just say, yeah, they're going to they're gonna take it. So uh, we'll see what happens there. The NFC West, they did have some help. The 49ers this week. They won and the rest of the division lost. I already mentioned the Saints earlier. Uh, the Eagles beat the Cardinals by three on the road, so they're still perfect 5-0. and uh, And then the Rams. The Rams, the Rams, the Rams. They lost to the Cowboys at home, but man, I mean, if you didn't think they had problems already, Randall, which I think I have already had a rant about them once, and I think that you've seen the same thing I'm seeing, so it's not like we're both blind to it. Uh, but if you weren't worried about them before this week, you should be now because they looked really bad against a team that, eh, okay, they keep winning with Cooper Rush. They're 4-1 now, so I guess you take that and say, okay, we lost to a team that's 4-1. They've only had one loss, but, I mean, the Rams just aren't doing anything that they looked that they were doing last year. They're not having any sort of success running the ball. Um, you know, not that they were the biggest running team in the world last year, but they were able to get positive yards. This year, it looks like every time Cam Akers touches the ball, it feels like he's going backwards, which is non-existent, John. It's literally non-existent the running game. I could have, I could not believe watching the game how bad Cam Akers is. Like you said, like they would, I think they had more negative plays than they did positive plays running the ball. Yeah, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't doubt that, honestly, and that's bad. And I mean, Cam Akers, look, you you could say that he's bad because it's what's being shown right now. I don't think he's 
this bad. I think he's, you know, had glimpses the last two years. Obviously, a couple years ago, he played as a rookie, and then uh, he tore his Achilles during the summer, came back last year at the end of the year in the playoffs. But Daryl Henderson is behind this line, too, and I'm not saying he's breaking off huge runs either, but he's at least able to get chunk positive plays here. So, at the end of the day, I know Stafford's getting murdered. You know, the line's not good. I'm not saying the line is good, but... Cam Akers, if you're a good running back, you should be able to make some things happen on your own. And right now, he just looks like he's completely lost out there. They hand him the ball, and he has no idea where he's going unless there's a wide-open hole. So that's that's problem number one. And then even, even, then, even then, there was a wide-open hole on one of them, and he missed it. Yeah. I'm not sure if you were watching that. He missed a wide-open hole that he could have went for 50 yards on. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I watched the whole game. And that was the second part I was going to get to is that you know, you look at the offense as a whole, and in the running game I just mentioned, the, the line's a mess, but, I mean, if you take away the fact, I don't know if you saw the scoring play, the 75-yard touchdown to Cooper Cup. Did you yeah. see it? Yeah, it was an incredible catch. Yeah, it was a great catch, but my, my whole point is that the ball was thrown about 10 yards. The rest of the play was made by Cooper Cup running past everybody. That's a problem, because Matthew Stafford's downfield you know, part of his game is a part of his game, and it was last year, and it, it's supposed to be, like, why? what makes him good is the fact that he can take those shots and, and beat teams over the top, but he hasn't done that, hasn't had the time to do it, number one, and, and number two, when he has had the time and gone downfield, his throws have been awful, so I'm worried, like, I, you know, I wasn't that concerned early in this season, I thought maybe they'd get it together, obviously the Bills game was not great opening week, but I said to myself, okay, they're still celebrating the Super Bowl. Things will be better. And they did get better, uh, my, you know, marginally. Um, you know, able to beat the Cardinals, able to beat the Falcons. But that's it. You've beaten those two teams, and you've lost to the 49ers. You've lost to the Cowboys, and you lost to the Bills. Three teams that are right now, if the season started or ended today, they'd all be in the playoffs. You need, you need to be able to beat playoff teams if you want to have the same success you've had. So, you know, that's my Rams rant for this week. But... They're playing a Carolina team this week that's really bad without their starting quarterback, who's really bad anyway. And my biggest fear is that they're going to lose to P.J. Walker and the Panthers, which would just be literally the end of the world for the Rams this year. So let's hope it doesn't go that far. Um, but, yeah, you can't be, you can't exactly be ecstatic right now if you're a Rams fan watching the way they've played uh, the last couple weeks. So No, you, you really can't. I mean – you really can't, John, and I'm, I'm embarrassed for you as a non-Rams fan. I'm uh, embarrassed. You know, you know, but I mean, you, hey, you're, you're at home this week. I think if you don't get it together this week, you get the backup quarterback and the Panthers. Then, then, then really we have trouble, Bell, because that would be a bad, bad sign. You know what is uh, makes it infinitely worse? And I'm not even saying this to be an ass or anything. I'm just saying this because it's the truth. The Patriots have the same record as them right now. And, right, they're 2-3, and three, the Patriots? Yeah, they don't look that bad, though. They don't. That's that's where I'm getting at here is, like, they have the same record as a team like the Patriots who I thought would be worse than they are right now, 2-3, and three, which is not great, obviously. But I was hoping that at least if my team didn't have the same success this year that your team would suck too. But guess what? They're just as, just as good or just as bad, whichever way you want to say it. So... I'm not exactly in a great place with my football team right now, but again, I will say the same thing to you and say the same thing my friend said to me. It, they won the Super Bowl last year, so 
they get a little bit of a grace period from me for not being, you know, that upset about it. But at the end of the day, like, I am pretty, not upset, but you get it. I'm not happy with the way they've played. I don't think it's going to get better unless major changes are made. So we'll see what happens. Do they make the playoffs? Right now, I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. But I think ultimately, course correction, they still have 12 games to go. It's so long. Um, I think that there's things they'll be able to do. Maybe they can go out and get alignment somehow. Um, but I think they'll be I think they'll be right in the mix at the end of the season. I'm not going to say that they're going to come back and win this division handily right now because it's right now it just doesn't seem realistic even though they're one game back. The 49ers have looked much better. Uh, so, yeah, I would say that I would think that they're still going to be in the playoffs, but they're a borderline wildcard team right now. Ask me in a week. It might be much different. They can come out and if they beat the Panthers by 50 points, even though it's the Panthers, I might say, yeah, they're definitely going to the playoffs. But um, but right now, I'm not very confident. So, And I do think they'll win this weekend, and that's even with me saying they'll win this weekend. So, yeah. Okay. We just got to wait and see, John. Get back to 500 this week. That's the goal. Just get back to 500 this week and hope that they can beat a bad Panthers team yeah. at home. Um, or is it on the road? I don't it's, know. It's, the it's, way that crowd was playing is a little Oh, God. Oh, my God. I, shut up. The, uh, the, the, they were loud against the Cowboys last week. I don't want to hear that. And it is at home again. I know they're not great, but it was. Don't don't put a false narrative out there. It was plenty loud last week. Um, plenty loud, yeah, for Cowboys fans. I mean, the Rams have to go to the silent count. Oh, my God. Yeah, all right, maybe once, but, like, that's different. Like, I don't know. They were oh, making they were making noise both ways. So usually it's yeah, yeah, usually yeah. it's just against the Rams. But at least this time it was both. Don't ways. don't 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 worry. They're playing the Panthers. I don't think the Panthers fans travel well from Carolina to LA. <laughs> yeah, well, that, that's the last thing I need you to say. And then all of a sudden you look into the the crowd on Sunday, and there's going to be a bunch of of McCaffrey and DJ Moore jerseys out there. That's the last. I'm going to fly see. out there, and I'm going to fly out there, go to the game, and get some rally chance going for the Panthers. Yeah, yeah, please do. Be my guest. You'll be uh you'll be in good company. Um but anyway, yeah. The uh the Ravens beat the Bengals, two point game, close game, but the Ravens uh pulled it out. Uh anything to say on that game or just another AFC North matchup? Just an, just another AFC North matchup. That's all I think it is. Yeah, Justin Tucker hit the game winner with no time remaining. Uh and then the Monday night game that we sort of teased a little bit earlier uh the Chiefs and Raiders which this was a, a brutal game for the Raiders I mean they, they led 17 nothing and then what, 70 nothing 20 to 3 or something like that um and they blew this lead not a great look for your boy Josh McDaniels uh again we you know you had the the call that we talked about earlier the roughing the passer that really probably shouldn't have been against Eric Carr so in the end the Chiefs won it doesn't matter but uh, what did you think of this matchup between these two teams? The the Raiders are now one and four this season. I mean, anytime you blow a seventeen point lead, you know it's bad, right? I mean, there was just certain circumstances you kicked the field goal, right? I mean, I thought they had the two point conversion of the PAT. Sorry, I thought they had the two point conversion. It looked like he got in, did it not? Yeah, I, I thought he did too, but. I don't disagree with going for the two there. Um, I know I'm not in the majority, but the way I look at it and the way I'm assuming Josh McDaniels looked at it was we blew a 20-point lead. That's bad. We've scored nine points since then, 
that's even worse. We need to win this game right here because we might not get another chance to score the ball again. And I think that's the way he looked at it, thinking that if this game ends up going any longer, the Chiefs are probably going to score again, and we might not. Which is fine, you know, but then again, they had a chance to win it on the final drive. I mean, Devontae Adams needs to come down with that ball in the third and one. First off, that that needs to happen. Third and one, third and two. He needs to catch that. There was plenty of room. I mean, could it have been better throw maybe a little bit? But how does, how does he bobble that? How does he not get too deep in there? And then, on fourth and one, what are you doing running a crosser route like that? It's just tripping the ball. Like, I get it. Like, you're expecting Devontae to go that way. But can you run something better to make sure you at least get the one yard or two yards that you need for the first down first? <laughs> yeah, no. I, I agree. I think they're – I mean, that's – it goes back to these small little moments – uh, in some of these games for the Raiders, I mean, the fact they're one and four is kind of crazy when you look at, at some of the games, how they've gone out. But yeah, I mean, I I would have maybe considered just kicking the extra point in that situation only because of of the record being what it was, one and three. Like, I think if you're the Raiders, you feel like, all right, well, if we just don't go get this and we lose because of it, does that outweigh like the potential of us winning it right here? Uh, and not having a great moment. I don't know. But end of the day, just a rough look for the Raiders to blow the lead. Um, I know we were joking earlier this season, but, you know, the Patriots' offensive coordinator problem might not be a problem very long if Josh McDaniels doesn't get this thing turned around. Uh, but it's not to say that it's his fault. But, yeah, things just haven't gone great yet in, in Vegas. So we'll see if see if the tides turn there at all for them. We shall see. I mean, it's not looking pretty. I think I think, I think uh, Josh McDaniel's job might be on the line after year one. Exactly. That's what I'm getting at. So he might very well find his way back to New England uh, sooner rather than later. All right, Randall, let's move on to this week and the hard locks. And let's not talk about how the season's gone so far or how last week went, shall we? You know, you got I, I mean, the only positive thing about last week was when I was betting, you know, I did win money. However, however, your Rams, John, have just let me down on the betting front. I had a five-team parlay, beautiful five-team, $80 to win 1100 And that was the last leg of the parlay, John, last leg. And obviously the last leg, what are you supposed to do? Common sense says... Let's hedge, 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 hedge. Yeah. Especially when the other team is plus 190 to start the game, you know? Yeah. And all of a sudden, you know, that game started off so rough. I'm like, why didn't I hedge? Why didn't I hedge? Why didn't I hedge? But then, you know what? There was a blessing from God. Because after being down 9-zip or 9-3, whatever it was, the Rams somehow blessed Cooper Cup made a 75-yard touchdown grab to go up 10-9. Yeah. And when they did that, the line for the Cowboys went from minus 200 to plus 110. And I said, you know what? This is a good time to hedge now. Bet 500, no matter what, you're going to win 500 on this. And then I said, you know what? Nah. Matthew Stafford's going to throw for like 500 yards and the Cowboys' D is not going to hold them and the Rams' D is solid and this and that and next thing you know, I didn't do it. They ran 
for a 60-yard touchdown with Tony Pollard that two plays later. And after that, I said, well, that was an idiotic move on my part. And I messed up. Lesson of the story, people. If you can hedge, hedge. Do it. Win money. That's the key. Win money. I know you want to get that more money. I do, too. Tough lesson learned. But you got to win money to be able to keep betting because if you don't win money guess what us degenerates john you can't keep betting if you don't win money what about the saying scared money don't make money that is true but however if you profit that's a profit so if you hedge technically you know that make that's you making money that's called guaranteed money anytime you can have guaranteed money in this life take it yeah that's a fair point uh, well, thank you for, for filling everybody in on that. You and I talked about that. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Or, uh, we recorded tonight, and, uh, you know, that's it's it's a tough one. It's a tough beat for you, and unfortunately the Rams have looked like garbage, which I detailed a little bit earlier, obviously in plenty. Uh, but, yeah, so the picks overall has not gone well for me to this point in the season uh, if you've been following along, you know that Hard Locks this year has moved from, it was once a, uh, a segment on my blog, on my website, it is now a, uh, a matter of doing it here on the, the podcast because I want to get Randall involved, and that might be the worst decision I've ever made, because this year I have been brutally bad. I came into this week three and nine in hard locks through the first four weeks and I went 0-3 again for the second time I think in a row and I'm now 3-12 and on the season in hard locks it's really hard for me to believe this because I've been doing this for a few years now and have never gotten off to this bad of a start so I don't know man I don't know what's going on I mean you can think of it like this Sean in our survivor pool you went two and out there so I mean yeah, it shows that you're just not a good picker, John. I mean, I don't want to pick people left undefeated out of a pool of a hundred, and there's only thirty six people left, thirty eight people left. Yeah, six of them undefeated. I'm one of them through five weeks so far, and I mean, your hard locks. You went zero and three. You went zero and two in the survival pool. I mean, you went three and thirteen this week, John. It's okay. You know what? I told you this off the air. I think whatever team today. When we do our picks that you want to go with deep down inside, do the opposite for me, okay? Yeah. Go and do the opposite, and I guarantee you, you're going to have a great freaking week. Yeah, you got to trust your gut, though. So I'm going to keep trusting my gut, whatever it's telling me. Um, but the oh. fun news for me, Randall, is that even with all you that you just had to say there and all that whatever you're trying to do, I know what you're really trying to do. You're trying to distract me and the audience away from... Oh, well, what was Randall's record this week in hard locks? You went one and two, man. It wasn't much better. And for the season, you're five and ten. 
So let's uh, let's not act like you've been winning all this money for people. I'm proud of you for your survivor picks, but uh, that's only one game every week, and you don't even have to pick it with the spread. You've proven that you're marginally better than me at picking with the spread. So congrats. You know what, Trump? But I went seven and nine overall last week. All right, week. That, all right, but different. you only bring that up because you were seven and nine. I was three and thirteen. But no. that's that's true. But however, John, this is this is what else I'm going to say. This is what else I'm going to say. You know, I I'm going to start picking winners for the people at home. You know, I'm actually going to really dive in and, and start. You know, helping them out. They can subscribe to my picks, two hundred dollars a day or three hundred dollars <laughs> for a weekend. Yeah. Um, those are winners, guaranteed winners. Randall is up on the book. That's all they need to know. Randall's up on the books. My hard locks aren't always the plays I do. Okay? <laughs> aren't always the plays I do. However, well, why however, would you not want to make your most be- your best picks public? Because then that's giving away free advice, you know? I can't always give away free advice. You know, if you're good at something I learned, you need to charge a premium for it, John. That's what I'm doing here. I'm going to charge a premium. However, the fans are lucky. For week six, John, for week six, I'm going to prove to them that I am right, that I can provide them winners. I mean, not only am I going to go at least 2-1 or undefeated on hard locks this week, okay. but I'm going to go at least 10, and I'm not sure how many games do we have this week, John. You know, there's I don't a couple know. Buys. There's a couple buys on there. so I'm going, to, I'm going to be at least two games better than 500, which means they're going to be guaranteed winners. All right, Mr. Two Mr. Games Mr. Above Bob 500. Fan, why don't you start us off then? On hard locks. Go ahead. Okay, okay, okay. I mean, my first lock, and I mean absolute lock, John, is going to be Green Bay minus 7.5. Okay, they haven't covered in the back, back-to-back game, coming back from London. It's a scary game playing a hot Jets team. However, talked about it earlier. I'm not com- confident in Pittsburgh. I'm not confident in... Miami, but I am confident in Green Bay at home. I do believe they're finally due to cover right here. Green Bay minus seven and a half. That's our first lock. That seven and a half is scary though, man. It's more than a touchdown. Green Bay's looked iffy. You know, they were in London against the Giants last week, and now they're coming home. So I'm steering clear of that game because honestly, every week the Jets do something that gets my respect a little bit more, and I think that they're formidable team that can very easily cover seven and a half. I'm not going to take it as a lock, but I'm not going to agree with you on this one either. Um, my first lock is going to be the San Francisco 49ers on the road in Atlanta. Uh, they just played a game against Carolina. I believe that was in Carolina, so they already had to make the trip across the country to do so, uh, unless I'm wrong about that. No, I'm right. I'm looking now. So they already played Carolina. They've already probably stayed on the East Coast for the week. And uh, I think they're just a really good football team right now. Jimmy Garoppolo played well this week. They're going to get Jeff Wilson going again. He had a really nice game last week. They signed Tevin Coleman again, who seems to be resurrected suddenly. Uh, I'll take the 49ers minus 5.5 on the road against the Falcons. I support that pick. I support that pick. However, did you know the Atlanta Falcons are 5-0 and against the spread this year? 5-0 against the spread? Yeah, well, they're going to be 5-1 and one after this week, so... How'd you just pick the Atlanta Falcons 
every single week, John, in your uh, hard locks, you you would you would be doing a lot better than you are. Yeah. Um, Do you think they're going to go seventeen and zero against the spread this year? Hey, you know they might they might lose every other game, but they're they're gonna they're, they might as long as they win against the spread. That's all that people care about, really. Um, Minnesota coming down to Miami. I think that they are going to be able to cover the three. Uh, Miami's playing a rookie quarterback. I like the way Minnesota's playing. They got off to a hot start last week. I had them as a winner last week, covering seven and a half, and that's going to happen. However. Once again, I'm going with the team that didn't cover last week to cover this week. Kirk Cousins has been playing great, so running the ball well. Defense is playing great. They were up big again last week, John, against the Bears. However, they weren't able to hold on. The heat in Miami here is something different. I understand that. However, however, Kirk Cousins in one o'clock games is another man. He's another animal. With the third string quarterback going for Miami, a rookie. I like Minnesota Monastery. Don't like, I love. Yeah, I, I actually like the Vikings this week, too. I'm not going to go there for a hard lock pick, but I do. Like, you, your pick of mine that you said you supported, I also support your pick here. Uh, it's it's a good one. Dolphins still don't have a quarterback that's, you know, noteworthy of the end. Maybe this guy shows up and plays well, but I get it. Uh, my second lock is going to be, I did this last week with an underdog taking the Lions I got foolishly picked there. Obviously, they got shut out. I'm going to go back to the well, though, of taking an underdog this week, only it's a little bit different of an underdog. I know they're playing the Bills, but the Kansas City Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes, this is the first time since Patrick Mahomes became the starting quarterback of the Chiefs that he's a home underdog, okay? So give me that juice right now. I'll take the plus two and a half. I want the Chiefs. I'm all over it. They're going to win again, just like they did last year in the uh, conference championship or the conference semifinal game, whatever it was uh, that's eluding me right now, the crazy 13 seconds that Patrick Mahomes got downfield. They're going to win again. Give me Kansas City plus two and a half. I love that. I love that. Good pick. Not, 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 my, not what I would probably be doing, but I like it. This one's going to shock you, John. This one's going to shock you. Oh, boy. One of the worst. One of the worst teams in the NFL, and I'm going to take them right here. Not only to win, but to kill the opponent. I'm going to take Rams minus 10. Now, I just went on a rant about the Rams letting me down. Did you just say one of the but, worst teams in the league? You're talking about the Rams or the Panthers? I'm talking about the Rams. <laughs> I'm talking about the Rams. One of the worst teams in the league, John. Okay. And I mean horrible. Thinking it up out there. That offensive line would let me go and sack Matthew Stafford. <laughs> um, oh, God. Rams minus 10. This is your 3-0 hard lock section right there. 3-0, and if not, worst case scenario, 2-1, and which means you're winning money. So you're on, Those the, are the, you're on the Rams, though, even though you like uh, you don't think I'm very on good. the Rams. I picked them in the survivor pool, John. I just told you that. I picked them in the survivor pool this week. I'm going to hammer them my personal self this week at minus 10. Hammer them right. at minus 10. All right. Well, who would have thought we'd get through hard locks with, for your hard locks at least, I still have one to go. You made all three of your picks. No Patriots, no Tom Brady. Who would have ever thought that? Not I. Not I. That's what, you know, but that's what makes you great. You're unpredictable. And you picked the Rams just for fun too. Um, uh, my last lock here... 
man, I, you know, I was between a couple of games, but I'm looking at them right now, and I honestly think, uh, as much as I hate to do it, I'm going to go back to the well of the Chargers this week. They let me down last week. They only won by two. They had to come all the way back on the road in Cleveland. But they're going to be home on Monday night. It's one of those rare weeks where the Rams and the Chargers play at home. Uh, they'll be home against the Broncos, and that let's ride offense has been terrible. So I have to think that the Chargers are probably going to get Keenan Allen back this week. Uh, I have to think that they're at home going to take care of business by at least five points. I'll take the Chargers minus four and a half as my third lock. Okay, John. Okay, okay. So I got three favorites. You got two favorites and one underdog. Um, I love it. I love it. You know, we... Um, perfect. Well, now we're going to pick our other picks, John, and I'm just hoping that you're going to be able to make a comeback, I guess you could say, but what I'm going to probably do is my strategy is just going to be bet against whatever you do this week. That's, that's, I mean, well, it'll win me money. Luckily it'll win me, the people at home money. So not, people I'm, at home, what I'm you need to do is you need to hammer Bills minus two and a half. You need to hammer whoever the 49ers are playing. You need to hammer whoever the Chargers are playing. You need to hammer these, the opposite. Yeah. Bron- Broncos, Falcons, and uh, who's the other team that you just said? The, the team that you mentioned they were playing? Bills. Yeah, you need to hammer those three in a parlay. That's that's what my picks have told you this year. So Do a nice little round robin right there? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, all right, well, that does it for our hard locks. Uh, like Randall said, we'll make the rest of our picks off the air like we normally do. Um, and have those results for you as well. Keep you up to date with those. But unfortunately, right now, uh, I am trailing in that by quite a bit, and I'm trailing Randall in the hard locks by two. Uh, but yeah, I have time to come back. It's only week five. So, uh, Randall, before we get out of here, as always, I ask you is there anything that we didn't get to talk about that you'd want to bring up here before we get out of here? You know, John, one of the big things that I would really like to bring attention to is uh, the fact that um, your Yankees are still shockingly in the playoffs. Um, shockingly. However, shockingly. However, I just do want it to be known that they might be up 1-0 in the series, but they are not going to win this series. That's going to be my hot take. They will not beat Cleveland. Cleveland is going to shock them and shock the world. Just when I thought you were starting to come back around to your old friend Johnny's side, you had to just stick one last dagger in there before we got out of here. You know, some might take it personally. Some might think that that's a biased opinion coming from a Red Sox fan. However, here's an interesting thing. I was reading earlier today, actually, about the highest salaries in the MLB this season. Did you know that only one team in the top five or six, whatever it was, didn't make the playoffs this year. In fact, finished last in their division in the, in the payroll. It's kind of crazy. Do you know what team it was? Um, I, I have an idea of what team it must be, John, yeah, but you know what? It's crazy because they're not even going to pay <laughs> their best player this offseason either, or one of their best players. It's just even crazier. <laughs> John, you're 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 preaching to the choir, my man. I mean, the reason they should they should be paying Xander Bogarts, they should be paying Endeavors. They need to pay these guys. I mean, I don't know what made them think to pay Trevor Story. I mean, that dude outside of Coors Field 
injury prone, really hasn't done anything outside of that park, just like Pablo Sandoval. I called it day one, bad signing. I told, and, and I called it day one with Trevor Story, bad signing. They let go one of their best outfielders last year, and what did he do for Milwaukee? He destroyed pitching. He hit more home runs than... 20 guys on the Red Sox combined. Yeah, good job. You segued it back to football there. Hunter Renfro is the guy you're referring to, and of course, he's got the same name as the Raiders wide receiver. Want to make sure yeah. we're staying on football, you know, Randall, even though we get a little baseball it, in there. It, it all comes full circle, John. <laughs> it all comes full circle, just like your picks. <laughs> exactly. All right, well, that'll do it for us. We will see you next week. Let's pray for a 3 0 week for your boy, Randall. I'll see you next time, my friend. Guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.